Mr. Quick, Ryan Horvath, Nick Ash, you all back together again. NBA Most Improved Player Odds are out there. You know, we got the FIBA World Cup coming up in a couple weeks. Keep forgetting about that. It's like August is kind of that month where sports start to sneak up on you again. Baseball starts to feel more meaningful. NFL preseason comes out. FIBA World Cup odds are out there. But the big thing, though, is, like, everybody loves, right? I feel like everybody on this show, we all love the awards markets. NBA, NFL. I feel like most bettors do just because there's something. Everybody kind of finds a way to justify why somebody's going to win. Mikhail Bridges is the favorite at plus 650 to win. Then it's Cade Cunningham and Tyrese Maxey at 12 to 1. Jordan Poole, 14 to 1. Scotty Barnes, 16. Alperen Sengun, uh, 18. And then Austin Reeves, along with like Josh Giddy, Evan Mobley, they're all 20 to 1. Then you start going on the list from there. There's a lot of names here, Trista, that you can re- definitely justify without question. I'll just say this Cade Cunningham fits the mold for me. Because he's somebody that can go from having been injured the last couple of years to looking awesome in this Team USA camp right now. They're talking about him being the leader of the select team. To then if he can actually play a full season, reaching that potential to where we thought he could be, being the number one overall pick. And then we know that's really how the award goes. Sometimes it's just the guy's healthy, or he gets more minutes, or he gets traded to a new team and just gets a bigger role. Well, if you look at Cade Cunningham... He is a monster in terms of his size, right? He's, what, 6'7", 220. And what they're doing with Kay Cunningham in preparation for FIBA World Cup is that they're essentially having him like the scout team, and they're using him like two players. One, Luka Doncic. They're putting him in a Luka Doncic role, and they're also having him pretend to be Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Now, like those are two very, very good guards. Uh, kind of like very versatile. And so Cade in that Luca mold, because that's probably the closest body comp to Cade, truthfully. And that was the, the real ceiling for Cade uh, coming out of OK State was like, oh, he could be he could be like a Luka Doncic type. Uh, his jump shots from from beyond three is, is not great compared to, to Luka. But like he is ripping them apart right now just leading scorer doing anything he wants getting anywhere on the court he wants and if Cade can do that in Detroit and he can pad his stats on a really bad team which I think he can and his assist numbers are going to go through the roof because apparently Jalen Duran looks like he's 35 years old as well in USA select on the USA select team like he absolutely at 12 to 1 can win that I, I really, really like that. I saw that news story, and I was like, let me see what those odds are immediately. Yep. And it's not a shock to me that he's the 12, or he's uh, the second uh, lowest odds, shortest odds to, to win the whole thing. Yeah, I, uh, I'm with you guys on Cade. Uh, you know, big fan. I was joking, you know, when we started talking about these a couple weeks ago, I was like, well, I would never tie up my money. Uh, in an NBA market when we haven't even reached college football season. But then I actually, uh, I'm glad that we're talking about this my first night back because when I was on vacation, you know, we were talking about this guy a couple months ago uh, when the season was wrapping up. I'm really high on Josh Giddy this season, and I saw most improved, his price was 20 to 1. You look at his numbers after the All-Star break last season. He averaged 17.2 points per game eight rebounds per game, 6.8 assists per game, and that was in 32 minutes per game, right? OKC finished 40 and 42. They were a playing team. I think they're going to be a 48-49 win team if healthy this season. And the reason I like him, you know, I think the scoring numbers will probably stay about the same. If anything, maybe they go down, but I think the assist numbers go up. And I really want to see what he looks like with the addition of Chet, who didn't play last season. Chet Holmgren, obviously. But you have a pick-and-roll lob threat now. He could be a double-digit assist guy. He could give you 18 points per game. 
And also, like last season, he improved. You know, you know, like I look at Mikel Bridges and Mikel Bridges, I'd rather play him to win an MVP. Like that's how good Mikel Bridges is. If you look at his numbers when he went to Brooklyn last season, he were he was averaging like 26 points per game and eight boards a game. Giddy though, you know, his numbers, you look at his rookie year, 16 points, seven boards, six assists. Um, all of his numbers increase. And then you look at the nerd stats, his sh uh, true shooting, 53.3% last year compared to 47% as a rookie. He's improving his shot. I think the assist numbers go up. The rebound numbers are going to be there. I think OKC is going to be a really fun team. Um, and Shea's already like won that award. If anything, we'll look at him as an MVP candidate. We'll look at Chet as the rookie of the year. So on a hot, flashy young team, I like Josh Giddy at 20 to 1, most improved a lot. I played that. He's also a triple-double machine. The guy's had eight career triple-doubles already, and that's the type of player that, you know, as he as they improve, like you mentioned, the true shooting. But, like, you could just look. You know, you can even break it down to each individual thing. Better free-throw shooter, much better three-point shooter last year. His field goal percentage went from about 42% to 48%. Like, he got better, and you see this a lot, right? Rookies struggle shooting when they get to the NBA sometimes. A lot of guys go through it, adjusting to the game, the pace, the three-point line, like all of those things. And he's not like a – look, he's only going to get you like one three a game. He's not a big three-point shooter, but you're still right. at least seeing that growth. For somebody that's going to have a major role in Oklahoma City, and I'm with you, I think the Thunder could be a sixth seed in the West this year. Like they may not even be a playoff team. They overachieved last year, and now it's another year. You add Chet Holmgren on top of that. You put together a team that's young that has very, very low expectations still. They're just fun. So for them to sit here and look at what they are and know what they can be and then have this opportunity to grow, Josh Giddey's going to be the lead guard on this. He's going to be the guy they want out there running that offense. They know how much he can do. There's going to be more chemistry, more talent. He's, he's somebody, and again, this is what's crazy about most improved, right? There's always multiple guys you can look at and justify a reason why they'd get there. Tyrese Maxey, you throw around at 12-1. to 1, You think maybe there's an opportunity there with a bigger role because we don't know what's going to happen with James Harden. I'd like Maxey more at 20-1, to 1, but he's somebody that might be in that mix too just because there's a brighter spot spotlight on him moving forward yeah I think that's right my big question mark with Josh Giddy is really with OKC and what their strategy is they they have picked up a lot of guards on this team not just with Case and Wallace uh, but they get Mychik, uh from overseas uh, they obviously have Josh Giddy there uh, they've got a lot of guards on this team that I don't really know what their plan is because there's like four or five of them. Uh, Lou Dort is there as well. And so I was I was listening to, I want to say the Brian Windhorst podcast, and they said, you know, there's a possibility that Josh Giddy might actually be one of the odd men out and maybe the, he ends up getting traded, which would be really? uh, baffling to me. Yeah, that, oh would, be, that would be absolutely baffling to me. Um, but in terms of like them needing shooting to surround Shea Gilgis-Alexander in the backcourt, or maybe Case and Wallace ends up sort of taking that spot at some point. You know, where where do you go from there? And why why would the OKC Thunder why would they do that? Why would they draft Case and Wallace that early? Why would they take him at whatever twelve or whatever that was? Um, if they already have their two guys in the backcourt. So I'm concerned about that. Uh also if he gets traded, I, I don't know if that hurts him or helps him. Maybe that helps him. I think that would hurt him. I think it would hurt him because, yeah. you know, if he goes elsewhere, I mean, it would depend on the fit. But, yeah, yeah, I mean, he would have to stay in OKC, and he would have to, it would have to be, you know, the reasons I was looking at, like him and Chet. 
it's a one-two combo, double-digit assists. Like Nick said, you know, he's a triple-double machine. He's a highlight machine. He's viral every single night. OKC is a fun team. But that is, like, that was the one concern. That's why I brought up the minutes. Like, and I even said he did that all in 31.9 minutes. Maybe yeah. his minutes increase here year three. But, hell, if he goes down to 28, 27 minutes, the numbers probably go down. And if he gets moved, I definitely, you know, don't think he wins the award. So I would probably look at some other guys as well. There's a couple names on here that I kind of look at and just cross off and say, you know what, I, I think their time has already passed. Mikhail Bridges is the favorite, but kind of yeah. feel like we've already seen that, right? Like he's already kind of become that most improved guy. We saw him become essentially a star in Brooklyn. So you kind of feel like that wave is already passed. Even Jordan Poole. I, I look, Jordan Poole's in a new place. There's a chance he puts up 28 points a game because he's going to take a million shots in Washington. But you just kind of feel like you've passed those points for them where – We've watched those players take that next big step because that's really what it tends to be. For most players, it's they have a big jump, and especially points. Points is going to be the big one. So I'd probably cross off Jordan Poole. I'd probably cross off Mikhail Bridges. Scotty Barnes at 16-1. to The thing about him is it's like he can do a lot of stuff, but he doesn't do anything flashy. And some of this does become a part yeah. of that, right? Like the guy has a big flashy year, puts up a lot of points, makes this big jump, becomes one of the go-to offensive players. Even Austin Reeves, 20 to 1. Like, don't you feel like we've already kind of gotten to that point where people are like, we already talked about, because it's a, right, it's, it's a narrative-based award too, to a point. And we've already had this conversation about Austin Reeves in the playoffs. If he has a full season like he did in the playoffs last year, he's probably in the conversation. Those odds probably shorten a little bit, but I just don't know if it's enough for Austin Reeves to be somebody that you look at and say, you know, he's got a real shot at winning that when there's other players that can really elevate that next level, including even, and maybe even Tyus Jones. I mean, Tyus Jones is going to have a bigger role the entire season. He's It's always been like, hey, look how good the Grizzlies are when Tyus Jones is starting, never turns the ball over, but he also isn't enough of a scorer where that works. So you start crossing some of these names off and it helps you narrow it down a little bit. So I, I, I have found a bomb that I like, and uh, I want you guys to tell me what you think. So this player will be going into their second year, which is really hard to win most improved coming into your second year. Usually you've had a couple of years under your belt where we, we know who you are and we think we know who you are. Kind of like Laurie Markin where we're like, you're this level player and then you go to a new yeah. team and then you like you absolutely explode. So looking at guys who have been recently traded to better situations is interesting. But this player on the same team he got drafted to, but I really like the situation for him and I like the fact that he, there's a lot of room to grow and we saw flashes of all the things that he could do with just confidence improving and like his skill is already there and that's Keegan Murray uh, averaged 12.2 points per game last year mm -hmm. uh, 41 percent from three and that's really the thing right only four point uh, 4.6 rebounds per game but I think if Keegan Murray averaged like 24 23 points per game and like six rebounds a game and maybe a little bit more assists I think he could really be in the running for that and that's 40 to one you think he has enough yeah. of a role there in Sacramento where he could get that many points, though? Yes, yeah. because they're pushing him. You know, another thing that's interesting about most improved is is what that hierarchy is like in that offense. And you can tell that Mike Brown and this Sacramento Kings team want him to be a major, major factor in scoring and defending and being that, like, second like second third option i think for a guy like him on a sacramento team that can score 150 a night yeah in a regular season where they don't play defense i absolutely think keegan murray could could like average 21 22 points a game
You know, it's interesting. You look at three of the last four winners of this award, Brandon Ingram, Julius Randle, Laurie Markkinen, all on new teams. Their first year yeah. with a new team, bigger role. So John Morant, the only one in that mix. And we know John Morant, we kind of laughed at that. We're like, he's already improved. Like, this is stupid. But, you know, sometimes the award doesn't make sense. But bigger roles, and sometimes that can make a difference for a lot of these guys. So uh, we'll see. There's certainly a lot of time to assess this, no question. Josh Allen. Oh, said something the other day, but actually the bigger thing, World Series futures coming up next is Ben MGM the night.